Welcome to Nothing Makes Perfect, a podcast about practice. I'm Jeremy, and in this episode, I spoke with Udo Udini Neumann. I just want to paint a quick picture for you of the two people talking in this conversation. On the one hand, you have me, a skill acquisition nerd, movement coach, podcast host. Just last month, if you follow me anywhere online, you know I started falling in love with climbing. So December 2022, that's the start of my climbing journey. Now, in contrast, Udo, sitting on the other side, in the 70s was becoming, in Germany, a regional cross-country youth champion, a national kayaking youth champion, and starting to get into climbing. By 1989, he was a regional sport climbing champion. In 1993, he published Performance Rock Climbing, which is still a classic. He has decades of experience climbing, coaching world-class climbers in his own right, and teaching coaches how to coach climbing. He has a wealth of experience. I laughed out loud when I read through his CV, and I feel so privileged to have been able to have this conversation with him just about a month into my own climbing practice and to be able to share it with you. Udo messaged me yesterday and was like, you've already reached another level in your climbing practice, so we're going to have to talk again, and hopefully by the next time we talk, I will have a little bit more experience under my belt, but holy crap, this was a fun conversation. We talked about all things climbing, including how to apply a constraints-led approach and how to make for a joyful practice. I hope you enjoy. I'm going to go climb while you listen. Okay, welcome Udo to Nothing Makes Perfect. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Jeremy. Looking forward. Me too. I feel super lucky to have you uh, have you here with me as I'm like just getting hooked into climbing. I feel like this is perfect timing. Um, I couldn't possibly be any more excited about the topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, would you be if you uh, wouldn't be interested in climbing? Because I, no, no, this is what I'm asking because I feel like in these movement uh, field that climbing is maybe a little bit neglected or maybe it's just mm. me thinking this, you know, like it's it's a locomotion. So it should be, uh, yeah, a thing. Yeah, I to be honest, I don't know how, I can't speak for everyone, but I've yeah. always thought of it as something that I would kind of eventually get into. It just seems to suit the way I think about skill acquisition and obviously yeah. engaging with the environment is a big deal. So. Um, yeah, I've always kind of looked forward to it, so it just feels like a good fit. Um, I would have been just as happy to talk about climbing at length even before doing it. Yeah, yeah. But I'd love to hear about your relationship with uh, the sport, if we want to call it that. Um, I feel like different people relate to it. You know, for some it's a sport, for some it's a hobby, for some it's social, for some it's competitive and professional. Has that changed over your decades with with climbing? Yeah, but this is for me also one of the nice things that you, like I'm I'm becoming I'm getting 60 next year, so of course obviously uh, I have started in the early 80s and it has changed for me mm -hmm. a lot. And just last week I was uh, with two uh, with a 16 year old and a 20 year old girl that both compete for their respective national teams 
uh, in Fontainebleau. That's the biggest and I, I would say the best uh, bouldering area in the world. Mm -hmm. And I have been them and it works nicely. You know, like obviously like the, they're, they're around 165 centimeters. So you would expect me, I'm 188 to, mm -hmm. for example, step up higher than they do, but uh, not anymore, uh, you know? And obviously they are much more competent climbers because they have started with earlier than 10 years old, but it's still, we are doing the same activity. Absolutely, you know, mm -hmm. like I'm nowadays on a much lower uh, level, but uh, just as engaged <laughs> and uh, it works really nicely. It's truly a lifetime activity. Nice. Yeah, one of the first things that kind of smacks you in the face or smacked me in the face when starting climbing is the individual differences between different people's bodies and backgrounds and everything. And everyone can kind of come up with a different solution to the like movement puzzle on the wall in front of them. So do yeah. you find that over the years, like, whether you're getting stronger or less strong or more flexible or less, it's just an interesting, you know, ever-changing constraint. Yeah, uh, although like in, in my times, um, just how people approach it, but just because of social media, like this area, for example, nowadays people have their projects, these mm -hmm. prestigious climb they want to do. Nowadays they watch YouTube videos. And so th this is, I mean, it's okay. Everybody uh, lives in their times, uh, but for me, that's almost uh, taking away mm. at least what's for me the biggest attraction of climbing, to the, the problem solving part of it. And uh, like for some people, especially the ones that get really, that, that takes uh, difficulties really seriously or that are really competitive, they're almost they're like the, the, this problem solving and the ambiguity about it. You know, what, what is my uh, solution? What works best for me? It's, uh, they, they feel that they almost have to avoid this. Mm. So uh, like just from their approach, it couldn't be more, uh, couldn't be any more different than when I started climbing. You know? And there wasn't all this information around. Right. So now you can kind of, if you want to climb a certain boulder, you can go and see video of other people doing it and look at their hand position and where they place their foot and everything. Everything, the sequence, every, everything, the so-called beta mm -hmm. uh, from, from the old beta max uh, times, it's, it's called beta, the, the, what is actually not a really good uh, way of putting it, you know, because it's, it's uh, from the times where climbing was very sequential, like left hand, right hand, left hand, right hand. And this is probably maybe where you are at right now. Definitely. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, fair, fair, fair enough, you know, like, but, but uh, the higher you come, or uh, I shouldn't say the higher, but uh, the more experienced you are, the more things like timing or pacing uh, become important. Mm. You know, and, uh, uh, and this is, I, I think what these people, the, uh, this is difficult to transfer from a video, but still, like, um, again, to me, it happened that I spent a whole day and then uh, I couldn't find any solution. And uh, hopefully at one point at night, I woke up and I was like, ah, maybe I take the undercling. I, mm. I add my cookie to the undercling, you know, and then uh, this allows me to do this and this and this. And then I got all excited uh, for the next time to try this climb, which were, of course, only rock climbs at the uh, times because there were no climbing gyms. 
So all of this has changed a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll be honest, even as a beginner indoors on plastic holds and everything, I'm honestly finding the same thing. Like I'll I'll wake up thinking about this like presumably very beginner level problem, but it's just kind of running through my mind. And that's part of what I love about it is, you know, I I'm I've been going to the gym for years and doing pull-ups and squats and whatever, but there isn't that like eureka moment where it's like oh i cracked the code on this thing yeah yeah and I, I, when you were asking like about the approach and uh, if this has changed mm -hmm. when i started climbing i was uh, as a, in the youth categories i was successful in it's called down river racing like in the kayak you uh, race down a river a, a white, whitewater river amazing and uh, so i was super performance orientated when i was in my late teenage years i was not a very nice guy <laughs> in this respect and so when i started climbing i really thought okay this is something we we just train and i was already strong and uh, you know you you do seven one arm pull-ups and uh, and uh, this for example is really if i look watch some old super eight footage of myself, it was terrible, you know, I was hmm. zero skill involved, you know, and so that's this, what, what you're saying, like now with the gym, it allows you to, to play with all these different options and, uh, relatively safe. And, um, but, but it also, you, I, I don't know, maybe it's different for you, but I hope you're not living under the illusion that it's a physical thing, you know, because it's not. <laughs> that's interesting. And I, I would assume that I'm under several illusions, um, but I'd love to kind of save like how to get better for a little bit later and first go like super beginner level. So someone who has maybe gone climbing with a friend a couple times or maybe hasn't ever tried it um, and kind of make it accessible because there are more and more gyms popping up and more people have a chance to kind of just like go and try climbing with low stakes. So I was wondering, how do you think about just like getting into it? Because it can be a pretty intimidating activity. Like, how do you recommend someone try it out? Yeah, I would. Uh, I might have already uh, touched upon this. I, I ideally, I think you want to understand it as a, a cognitive challenge as much as a physical challenge. You know, mm -hmm. like it's really, and and not spoil this for yourself. That means not really, like for example, watch videos, watch a lot of explainer things. Now, because uh, ultimately, it's really about problem solving and, and self organization. And uh, of course, I mean, if you want, if it all boils down to your why. Of course, you know, mm -hmm. like if, if for some reason the group you're climbing with, you feel that you have to perform in, in air quotes, then you might be, t I'm not, I don't want to put this down at all. You know, there's all the legitimate, legitimate, but I think if, if you, if you want to fully embrace the experience, it would be really nice to, let's see how, how, if I can figure this out. You know, and not make it easier on you. Yeah, you wouldn't like you. You're not buying a Rubik's cube, and uh, and then uh, watching a YouTube. I mean, I hope <laughs> most people are still, if they post themselves a challenge, then they try to uh, figure it out themselves. And I think this is really how ideally you you want almost want to to approach it this way. It's a it's a problem solving thing because. If you, it's almost, 
also even for your long-term learning if you skip this and and this hasn't been a part of your approach if you're really okay i can um there, there are shortcuts and i watch those videos and i i, I learn proper technique there is no proper technique it's an open activity uh, then um then eventually this will catch up on you mm -hmm. you, uh, you because you're not in the in the problem solving mode yeah you uh, can't also, you can't save that the, for later <laughs> no no not at all i mean there, there are actually there are coaches and there are even like known coaches that almost uh, but this is also thing in our societies you know this this uh, notion that you prepare yourself prepare prepare prepare, prepare you know, so, so you spend all this time with physical training but maybe even with like technical skills mm -hmm. uh, and then the the idea seems to be that uh, you apply all this in the, in the in the wild what i haven't seen happening very uh, successfully yet you know, so I much rather would dive in and say, uh, uh, and just as, in, as you did in these videos that I saw. Of yeah. You, you know, because really, it's it's about like okay, there is a cycling, so there needs to be a corresponding uh, foothold uh, uh, that that helps me not to bend or uh, around this or pivot around this uh, cycling and these things, not to really have this um, yeah this experience of applied the physics that that climbing is right. Certain, uh, you have to you have to feel the physics right you can't cognitively process all of that and then get on a wall and try to apply no. all of it you need to actually feel something in your hand and and with your foot yes absolutely yeah so that does match kind of my preference my bias whatever you want to call it like i went into rock climbing being like i'm gonna just try this stuff out and learn for myself and see how it goes and then kind of rinse and repeat but admittedly, I was coming in as, you know, a, a skill and strength coach and having that preparation that you've been talking about. So would you like really apply this to anyone at all, no matter who you are and what your background is, just go and, and try to climb something? Yeah, I mean, I, I, you're obviously fitter than most people. But I would almost argue that can also turn uh, against you. Mm -hmm. you know, and there's all like since for when uh, uh, forever there has been this discussion that uh, females have better technique because they're weaker. Hmm. Now, like basically that, that forces them, and that I, I don't really agree with with this uh, idea. Uh, but um, there is, of course, if you cannot over overpower something, you need to find other ways. Yeah. So. But like uh, the only thing would be really maybe for safety reasons, like if you take repeated falls and you don't know really how to fall, you know, this falling has been never. And this is also, again, this is a, you have to ask yourself almost like it's still in our societies that females tend to fall far less, like girls fall less. Uh, the typical girl has less falling experience than the typical boy. No, and and so if and then the first time you're really you're confronted with uh, with re falling repeatedly, 
then of course it's a little bit risky if you uh, if you don't have this experience you know this would be one thing i would maybe look for how uh, how can i break a fall Mm-hmm. Because this, um, if you go to a boulder gym, that will be your reality. And now, and even even for for the very best climbers, you now falling is a big part of what we're doing. Right. So that would only thing where I would uh, recommend that you check in on on your folding uh, uh, technique almost. Yeah. Yeah. With with much less experience and expertise, I would sign off on that as well. I think, like you said, strength hasn't necessarily helped me that much but comfort falling on a mat i think was a big deal for me because i'm honestly like fairly risk averse and timid in general um but i have experience from circus school like tumbling and falling on mats and so just being able to get up there and know that if i fall that will be like the fun part (laughs) i think that was a really big deal so yeah i would just encourage people to like start low and intentionally fall and practice that yeah yeah, yeah, it's really like I, I mean I think this is an individual question. If you if it feels uncomfortable to hop down, like on your with your feet on your knees heights and you already tense up, because you really don't want to fall, then you need to somehow deal with this before you actually take a fall from your shoulders height. So I want to ask a couple more questions on this like very uh, beginner layer. One is there. In a gym, at least, there are these grades. And I guess on any boulders anywhere that people have done, they're kind of graded at a certain level. So when you walk into a gym, there's like a colorful tag saying like, this is for a beginner or this one is really advanced um, and they're numbered and everything. Do you recommend kind of working off of that? Like start with all the V0s before going to a V1, before V2? Or do you just kind of look for an interesting puzzle or recommend a beginner just look at something that seems interesting and go practice with it yeah it depends a little bit on the route setting in in the gym and Mm -hmm. this is a huge uh, um, issue right now you know they distinguish the the gym owners uh, distinguish themselves with uh, the quality of the route setting so in the ideal world i would almost think that's a good idea to do all the uh, v uh, zeros because then like ideally hopefully uh, you will get a lot of variety mm. and you will like this is Fontainebleau this place I, I just went to is notorious for spitting off uh, really experienced fantastic climbers in relatively low grades mm. and I think that's another uh, valuable experience you know like and uh, to to see okay yeah this V0 felt really really easy but then something else was asked of me you know and maybe the first time i had to get some body tension you know like this sensation of pulling from your toes and getting your hip in and uh, having uh, tension across your body you know and uh, uh, well this was the first time i ever had this you know that this was uh, like for a swimmer for example uh, you know you can be a fantastic swimmer but you never really <laughs> have dealt with this so that's not what yeah. swimmers do you know, or it could be anything, basically, or a, like a little hop. You know, at one point you have to hop off the foothold. It's still easy. You're going for the jack, but you um, you did yoga all your life, uh, or a lot of yoga, a lot of static, very controlled uh, stuff. And you're just not comfortable with hopping off uh, things or, or committing. You know, and it can be still the same for somebody who maybe climbs V2. It still would feel like V0. 
But for you as a beginner, it might be, okay, this one thing is really hard for me to do. And the other thing is, uh, this is another thing I really love about climbing, you know, like, and the way that most climbers, uh, that have been doing it for a long time, look at your climbing skills. It's really about that, about being well-rounded and uh, being a master in a certain grade almost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So two like really crucial tips I think you've pointed to for beginners. It sounds like they go to all levels of climbing, which is probably why they're good tips, but um, treat it like problem solving and look for variety. So maybe your route setting in your gym allows you to kind of have variety no matter what, like if you just do all the V zeros and they have a good amount of variety, but if not, maybe look for different types of things that you can do um to expose yourself to different problems is that fair yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and there, there are actually many more reasons just when you were saying this with the variety again if you don't look for a variety and look for your maybe just do your strength because your peer group uh, somehow yeah. you feel like you have to show your best side and should you be uh, should you uh, climb more and more it will catch up on it will there will be a situation where you do this really st uh, uh, steep powerful climb and at the end you have to turn a lip and then the slap comes but uh, you've never been practicing slap so <laughs> so in, in so far especially if you one day uh, climb outdoors you know that, mm -hmm. uh, yeah that happened to me exactly yesterday <laughs> i was wow. doing a climb it was like the most overhanging I've done where I'm like the closest to parallel to the floor instead of vertical. And all the holds were really good and easy to hold on to because it's a relatively uh, lower level uh, route. And I'm like, good, I'm good, I'm good. My hands are getting tired. My forearms are getting tired. And then I get out of the overhanging part and it goes to a vertical wall. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm almost at the end. I'm getting close. And then all of a sudden the holds become slabbier and like sloped. And yeah. I was just like, damn, <laughs> they, they anticipated all of this in advance. They knew I was going to run into this. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's really like this even ties back to what, what you asked before, like with a, a physical strength help you, you know, because this is like as long as the holds are positive or in cut, as we say, yep. you benefit uh, from more strength because the transfer is relatively easy. Yep. But in, like in many new gyms, like the new climbing holds make uh, the transfer of force more uh, harder and harder. So they will be frustratingly slopey. So you can be a monster, but you cannot really apply it. You have a strong feeling of frustration and helplessness because you, <laughs> you know you have all this tense, tension and all the best uh, <laughs> intentions. With, uh, <laughs> but then you cannot really, that, uh, it's like almost like wrestling with somebody covered in oil or uh, <laughs> yeah. hanging on to something covered on with Teflon or, or, or so you cannot apply your force. And this is really like this intentionally, uh, this is what you see in, in uh, climbing competitions uh, that uh, this is played with. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's a great, great description. Like do it, being able to do a hundred pull-ups on a bar doesn't matter even with the best of intentions when all of a sudden you have to hold on to something you've never held before. Yeah, 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 very, yeah. And very humbling to be held. You know, you can wrap your uh, thumb around it. It's it's uh, like as many man-made things. Mm -hmm. 
is, is perfect for holding and you can train all the big muscle groups with it because uh, there is no bottleneck in your grip strength. Right. But in, in climbing, the bottleneck can be everywhere in the, in the, in the foothold you know, that you have like these fantastically strong legs and you trained your calves. And but but then the hold is angled in a way that you cannot apply all of this. This is like this is the dilemma of or the fascinating things uh, thing about climbing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love that. It's inherently infinite because you can't be prepared for every challenge you'll ever face. No, 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 no. And th th this is really like if uh, in the, these these modern competitions, uh, this is exactly the point, you know, like also mm -hmm. like so far that you don't even like the most professional climber with the best support, you cannot train at all. So uh, like yeah. everybody knows then if this and this is asked, no, I might have a hard time, but they just hope that they get away with it to a bigger extent. Or, right right so i have one more question i feel like it would be a little irresponsible not to include um we've talked about the different grips and physical preparation it seems like um hand injuries and finger injuries are fairly common and honestly like even on the first day of climbing ever it seems like it wouldn't be that crazy to just kind of like grab onto something that's harder than what you're used to or slip off of it in a weird way and hurt your hand so do you have advice for starting out like your first few times climbing to make sure that you're um, treating your hands well? Yeah, it's actually, uh, um, I, I mentioned this, but in a different context. Now, like now, if you go to really nice modern bouldering gym and yours looks okay to me, like from the videos that I've seen, uh -huh. they basically make sure that there are no deep in-cut holes. Like the, the, your biggest, uh, the mm -hmm. biggest injury threat is uh, the big, jack that you're going to and you couldn't like your body position is off you're flying off the wall but you're just hanging in this thing and you almost cannot let go uh, and this, uh, this is a, a huge injury risk for your shoulder but all your uh, through all your kinetic chain uh, things can happen so uh, like in in the ideal world like every hold you would be touching uh, on your first uh, time is basically a bottleneck that protects almost protects you from yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, does it make sense? Uh, yeah. So it would be like if you're a beginner, it would be nice. Uh, it would be a big hold for sure, but it would be also round. And if your uh, if your center of gravity is moving uh, away from the wall, you had no means to to hang on. So it was an, an ideal world, like uh, modern uh, route setting and modern wall almost protects you, uh, saves you from yourself. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, it doesn't let you apply more force than you can handle. So just to make sure I'm understanding that right, um, it sounds like you're saying as a beginner, start with holds that are easy enough to hold on to, but also easy enough to let go of when, yes. you, when you start to fall. Yes. Yes, and they need to punish you again. Like if you can climb everything with your butt sticking out a mile, <laughs> then there's something wrong, you know, because that that shows that you you can basically you can keep yourself uh, climbing by pulling into the wall, you know. And ideally, this shouldn't be possible. Mm. And then you have a far lesser injury risk. You don't have uh, like if you look at peak force, it will be relatively low, you know, because if it's more, you're sliding off. Now, what you described with the slopers and, and right. stuff like this. Yeah. 
Right. So it sounds like you're saying it's kind of the responsibility of the gym and the route setters to set up a problem in an environment where it's easy enough to succeed, but you kind of are forced to spread out the work between all of the different parts of your body. Yes, no, absolutely, absolutely. And many of the, the modern gyms uh, provide this. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a big part of it. It's actually like also like on the rocket can happen, could potentially happen easier, easier that you have this deep jug, you know, that's almost painful to let go. Like you, yeah. you would have actively to let go. Uh, 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 but but uh, in the, in the, if you look in the modern gyms, like for example, the purple you did, you know, like yeah. if you're total wrong uh, uh, position, it will let you know. <laughs> exactly. I know that this is actually, the, and this is an injury. Uh, this reduces your uh, your chance or your, the threat of getting injured for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of a, a nice reframe of like when the wall, it feels like it spits you out. You can actually yes. kind of reframe that as like, thank you wall for, for being set up in such a way that I can fall and learn from it instead of like getting stuck in a bad position on the wall. It is, it is like uh, you're, you're, you're strong and everything. So you hopefully it won't hurt you. If you like, if you really go all out in the so-called dino for a mm -hmm. big jack, but the, the, still the load on your shoulder will be really high and your arm will be extended. So, so your shoulder might not be in a good position. And whether, again, if you feel, if you think, compare going to a sloper or something that you have to hold actively, you know, that your fingers don't fall into and then you, right. uh, you hang on without, almost without doing anything, uh, the risk is much lower on, on uh, going to a, to a hole that you have to hold actively. Right. If, 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 for example, think of a pinch. You know what a pinch is. Uh, uh, I, I just wanted to demonstrate. So where you basically hold a hole between your your thumb and your fingers. You know, this is what's called a pinch. Yep. And this is something you have to hold actively. So if you, again, if your uh, center of gravity is too far away from the pinch, you cannot hold it anymore. And this would then you would you would have the sensation of being spit out from the uh, from this climb. That's uh, interesting. So that also kind of ties into whether it's good to have strength when you start climbing or not, because something yes. I've found is the the hardest things for me as a beginner. Um, and it's not like I'm the strongest person in the world, but I had done a lot of pulling strength work before, and what was hard for me was active difficult holds like a pinch or something small and kind of crimpy that you have to use your fingers on but where i didn't get i don't get my body in a good position and i'm close enough to kind of grab it and take on a lot of force but not in a in a good position so i take on too much force does that make sense yeah 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 yeah. no absolutely absolutely and i even i don't know how how, how we could do this in the podcast but i can even like uh, if you want we can talk about the uh, the two problems you posted on, mm. on Insta. only if you want only if you feel it makes sense i try to describe them as good as possible uh interesting well as um let's let's give it a shot well yeah let's just assume okay. no one can see anything and see if we can talk about it in them and maybe maybe you can provide uh, some some other insight okay the one i saw is a green with small holes yep. that works really nicely and you keep on falling a couple of times <laughs> there 
this, this, uh, no, no, it's not, but it's, uh, at the end, it looks really good. Uh, it's, all, it's all good. But, but uh, what you were just saying is, uh, so, um, I don't know how much lingo we should use, but you know how the, the term affordances, mm-hmm. you know, like, so, so for, for the listener, every hold or every feature in the wall is an affordance. You can, uh, you can use it. It's, it's, you can grab it like this pinch. I meant, uh, you know, like if, if something looks like a sausage on the wall that could be pinched or it could be a deep jack and everything. You no. Know? So, and these, these green holes, they are rather small. They uh, basically, they're, they're a little bit, they limit you and how you can use them, especially with your feet. Mm-hmm. So the other climb that I saw is, has these big uh, purple holes. And they basically, they invite you. I mean, I'm almost, this is a nice thing, but I really love as a climbing coach. You can almost tell what people are thinking. You know, <laughs> so if, if somebody climbs, this is true for many different uh, activities, but you see the human being problem solving now. And uh, where you are at in climbing, there is a big foothold that invites you to step on it, uh, like with your whole foot. Right. This is what you're doing. This is really what you're doing. And you should be like asking yourself, do you have to take any, any invitation? that is offered to you mm. because uh, just before this why why it might be interesting to explain this just before you talked about the body positions and so now you have your whole foot like you even have the middle of your foot of this <laughs> big on this big foothold so and this totally restricts you you know so it's basically i don't know if this is an english term in german we say it's a poison uh, gift no, in French is a cadeau en poisonné. Mm. You know, so basically it's something that was offered to you and you were like, oh, great. You know, like, let's put my whole foot, uh, uh, like the arch of my foot on this hole, you know, because it affords it. It is, uh, it's good. But now, uh, uh, you cannot open your hip anymore, you know, with all the flexibility in the hip. And this is what gets you in this, uh, in these awkward positions on the, on the purple one. Right. Um, I think you do it, but, but uh, I think that's a good example of, um, yeah, how, how, um, how you, how you see yourself and how well calibrated your body, how, how you know, how your body works, but also about all the, the cognitive elements, you know, and the, why, why climbing truly is an open-ended activity because there's no person in the world that can, does everything right all the time. No, but, but you as a, as a beginner or as a rather early climber, you're taking, uh, uh <laughs> you're taking opportunities that you maybe should think twice about. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Okay. So let me kind of, uh, replay that a little bit. So there are these two different climbs. There's the green one and the purple one. The green one had these small holds, um, for the feet and big, but hard to hold on to holds for the hands. And, what you're kind of saying is that route encouraged me or almost kind of directed me into using my body weight better because it didn't afford as much. It didn't give me as many different choices and it would give me feedback. It would like make me fail when I wasn't in the right position. Yeah. 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 And, and the purple one, I I don't think that you were aware of it. You're you're stepping with the arch of your foot on a hold. And from there on, this basically sets you up for really uh, running into problems with your position. It's interesting. Uh, So the purple one, I was aware of it, 
for me, my thinking, my thought process was this, um, it gives me the ability to produce more force and kind of like sit into the hold. Whereas what I found was if I didn't use my foot like excessively, like you're describing, just like slap the foot down on top of the big thing. What I found was I didn't have um, maybe the skill or accuracy or something with my hands. So I kind of used it as a way to be like, okay, now I have my confidence on this foot so I can adjust my hands, which were on like really tricky positions for me. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 absolutely. But uh, like for me, like, mm -hmm. but of course, this is what I do on a daily basis. I look right. at what's <laughs> climbing and then I I think, okay, what, what, uh, <laughs> what's going on there? So, uh, it, um, uh, for me, it's based, as I said before, you know, when standing on the arch, you limit your right. range of not like, and you're, you're super flexible. This is, uh, but then, like, if you have both inside arches standing on a foothold, you know, there's only so much you can uh, do. Right. You know, uh, human anatomy uh, doesn't allow for more. And this is actually also something really, I, I, I don't know if you talked uh, about this in the podcast or so, you know, with the, close or open kinetic chains or if you if we should use this this lingo you know like climbing is uh, like traditional climbing is often seen seen as a closed uh, kinetic chain activity so you so basically your hand is on something and th this is it you know it's uh, it can't be moved but right. all the modern climbing and what's required in the modern boulder gym is more and more open kinetic chain you know, and, and basically what I meant with the feet, ideally on the purple one, you would maybe step only with your toes mm -hmm. on the foot and that would allow your heels to rotate and facilitate a, a better body position. Hmm. So yeah. you saw on video when I, <laughs> I get spit out, I fall off and I land standing and then I kind of put my hands on my hips and look back at the wall like, <laughs> like I'm staring it down. So what you would kind of the way you would think through that or recommend thinking through that is like, okay, the wall gave me this affordance and I took it. How might that not have helped? <laughs> like, what could I do other than take that affordance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and like going back to your question, what a beginner would uh, should do, I would really maybe do a recording like you did. Mm -hmm. you know? and, uh, uh, look at it again and uh, it's yeah and i i think it depends a little bit on the age of how um but i also see many young people that still feel uncomfortable they're posting a lot on on, on social media but mm -hmm. if it really um comes to using their phones for for to analyze what they're doing or take a look at what they're doing they're a little hesitant uh, so but but like from my point of view i would really recommend it uh because i think then with you, if you, especially if you watch some other vi videos, you know, you see, okay, this is what, what looks different than, than somebody who has been climbing for a while. Yeah. So I'm interested, like you're giving direct, uh, feedback, I would call it where like I do something and then you can point to something that I did and then I could do it differently. But, and now we're kind of transitioning into like away from beginner land and starting to think about, okay, how do you really advance at this thing? How do you get better at climbing? And I've seen, you know, on your social media, like people rolling on the floor and swinging and jumping and balancing on rails and throwing balls at each other and all this stuff. Like, can you describe 
I guess in short, like how do you get better at climbing either on or off the wall? Yeah, like I'm really, I I think climbing, uh, and you mentioned this before, lends itself very well to the constraints led approach because we have all these constraints. Like, for example, in your case, I see that you really love your arch of the foot. Mm-hmm. Maybe I would ask you not to, uh, uh, or I would maybe ask you to climb things like the green one where there is no option to do this you know then and then eventually i would hope that you realize okay if I, it's, it's enough like your, your idea that i need to put my whole foot on something right. to, uh, more weight on it you know i can't my it's not uh, uh compared to the disadvantages i get from this position you know uh, it's not a good idea to uh Put my whole foot on a foothold so i would mainly direct you into situations where i would hope that you learn uh, gain something from and learn mm-hmm. something from. and what what is on social media is uh the, these are mostly people on a really high level and it's very much catering to what i think uh, holds them back you know like and, and for example like i already mentioned that the, especially the modern bouldering is uh can't be done successfully in a fully controlled manner. So depending on when you learn climbing, you know, you might have been really successful in full control. And so you struggle with letting go. Mm. So then then I would introduce balls and uh, unpredictable things, uh, uh, ambiguity into your your training. And this is what what these these, these things are. I see. So that's more if someone has that kind of like smooth sloth like control of their their body weight and moving along the wall, how to encourage them to be more dynamic and and playful and loose. Is that fair? Yes, yes, and no, absolutely. And also like the mindset. And it's really like it's two sides of the coin, you know, like your biggest in climbing as in every other activity by the climbing is super obvious at least for me that your biggest strength turns against you mm-hmm. in a different context and so you you have these slothers and you would do fantastically if things are uh, dangerous for example you don't want to be jumping and being all crazy and giggling when 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 you <laughs> when the fall could mean death mm-hmm. you know so there's a, a place and a time for for being in full control but then on the other hand like many of the modern uh, uh, moves you, your center of gravity goes out of your base of support I mean, it's a little bit difficult in, in climbing to talk of the base of support because you're <laughs> automatically that's below you. It might be above you, your, your base of support in climbing. Right. If you're hanging. In many, like in most difficult climbs, will be out of your base. So you are, uh, com- you are committed in a way. You know, so, and you have to deal with this. And if, again, if your mindset is comes from, a, yeah, I want to be in control and I hate nothing more than to be uh, flying through the air without any uh, <laughs> plan for that, uh, then, uh, th- of course, this this need to be uh, uh, improved or uh, ex- exposed, you know, and then practiced how to deal with this, uh, these situations. So we've kind of jumped from like, beginner Jeremy, who, you know, throws his whole foot on something because it's big, to like an advanced competitor who's now leaping off of something and catching with one hand and their legs are swinging and they have to control that uh, their center of mass outside their base of support. But can you talk about, 
Oh, sorry. Hey, may I just interrupt you uh, quickly? I think, yeah. for example, you, Jeremy, like the next time you have something that's really easy to you, try to climb it with uh, just double dinos. Mm. And maybe, and if this is still too easy, like moving both hands at the same time, you know, that feels a little bit risky, but I, I'm sure that you find easy enough climbs to do this comfortably. Maybe you try it at really close to the ground mm -hmm. and then try to, um, to clap your hand. Uh, uh, for example, behind or in front of your body. Mm. And, okay, but this is just a little, this is like, you could argue this is like a really advanced technique, you know, or this is what I shouldn't do because I'm still a V0 climber. But uh, uh, doing this will not only make you really loose and relaxed and enjoy yourself, but it also will teach you the wave through your body. You know, you have to throw your hip towards the wall when, when doing this, otherwise it won't work. So you basically, you have uh, the additional, ben you're doing something really joyful, but uh, the additional benefit, you would uh, uh, learn something that is really, at one point is essential for, for climbing. This, you know, to basically to gain this dead point for your hands, so that you uh, uh, ideally you arrive at a hold and uh, at the moment of weightlessness, you know, at uh, zero gravity. Uh, okay, that's just, just now it's way <laughs> <laughs> and, and and you do this by throwing your hip thoughts uh hips thoughts the wall beautiful so a lot of people would say a lot of coaches would say like throw your hips towards the wall or stand up on your leg or or do this technique or do that and you're giving an example of a constraints led approach where you're saying clap and then by clapping if i want to succeed in grabbing the thing i'll need to do something with my hips to make it work Exactly, exactly. And I'm doing this like even with like really world class uh, climbers, you know, if mm -hmm. I see a nice dino, but and we don't have the uh, opportunity to uh, make it really a lot more challenging, but it's really a little bit underwhelming for, for this, this person, then I would ask them to, for example, clap their hands or throw balls at them uh, uh, while they're in the air or, or something, you know, like, exactly, you know, yeah. it's like, it's, there's a lot of improvising and just uh, uh, trying things out. But what I find the people that are really attracted uh, to climbing over decades, they love challenges. Like, mm. you know, I haven't seen anybody who is really b burning for climbing and thinks, oh, well, how, how should this be useful, you know, when you throw a ball at me? Right. Yeah. It's that mindset. You Going back to the beginning, like if you take that problem solving mindset from the very yeah. beginning, it'll only grow as you get better and better. Yeah, yeah. Or an, a totally different uh, example, like if you have slabs, like do uh, take a mat ball and have it in your open hand above your head, uh, hmm. you know, and then you automatically need to be aligned. You know, like, uh, like one one thing that's uh, just of, but again, there's something you see on the world class level. You know, if we're just human beings and if you're intimidated, our uh, butt uh, shies away from, you know, like it's, it's really, uh, it takes, nobody is committed enough in every situation that they throw their hips towards the uh, um, target hold. But this would be the ideal behavior. Right. So, uh, and, uh, but usually you see an unsuccessful attempt is uh, where your butt would be basically uh, pointing away from, from your target because the, uh, your brain is not trusting you and it's not giving you uh, permission to really commit to the move. But by, by carrying something 
uh, over your head and like the, you have this mat ball and you have to balance you know you know that you have to be aligned mm -hmm. i love it okay so i'm i'm imagining this kind of divide between someone like you udo who's been coaching this stuff for literal decades and then <laughs> most other people including me where as a beginner or even let's say i've been climbing for a year or two or three i'll still probably perceive or most people will perceive what is most noticeable so like oh my forearm is pumped or my finger doesn't feel strong enough or you know there's like the most obvious stuff about why yes. something isn't working but uh, you're pointing to the underlying mechanisms of why they're experiencing the forearm pump or the finger not being strong enough and you're talking about uh, like throwing the hips in the center of mass so it might seem like you have kind of these answers of the constraints manipulations like do this with a ball or hold this there. But instead of the answers, could you tell me more about the problems that people run into, like not moving the hips in a certain way? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, what we just said that, 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 that this is true for everybody. You start climbing and the sensation, the first sensation is I'm too weak and I cannot right. hold on. You're not aware of your body being in, in a not ideal position. And this is, you know, of course. And, but okay, at the beginning, I mentioned that uh, for me, that's a lot like chess, you know, where you very often you, you prepare yourself, you set yourself up for a good uh, uh, position. And mm -hmm. you have to do this in climbing too. You know, the, the most of the work is, uh, it's almost like an iceberg. You know, uh, most of, uh, of the climbing move is underwater, you don't see it. Mm. Uh, experienced climber, uh, you know, like if you have something uh, bad in your hands that really doesn't make you happy, uh, the beginner would pull on it and uh, uh, the expert, if you want to call it like this, would basically move the, uh, their body upwards almost to load their, their body uh, like, it, like how fleas jump, you know, they, they, the work is in the preparation of the jump and yep. then they just let go. Or if I do this, you know, the, the, the work is to, to get into this position and then it's, uh, uh, there's no work re required. Yeah. And, and then this is really the, the, uh, the, the difference. Like if you see, uh, like Janja Gambert, for example, yep. to move to the next hold is only pro forma. This is, uh, uh really like, or, uh, I have a video of one of our strongest athletes. He does a one arm pull up, but he also, uh, with his one hand, he jumps to a hold that's, uh, 30 centimeters, like a foot higher than uh, the hold he had before. That, that, that looks like a, a strength feat, but it's absolutely not. He just raises the center of uh, gravity and then it's all it's a little bit like a kipping movement, uh -huh. you know? So, and then he is uh, weightless for a moment and then he reaches up. Uh, and this is what my, uh, all of the good climbers do. So, uh, like uh, uh, going back to what you said, this this sensation and how to deal with this, I, uh, this is just human nature. And a big part uh, for me is also, the, first of all, this anchoring. You know, so your first sensation have been this helplessness on the, of not being able to hold on. So mm -hmm. this is your first, so you're anchoring this in your, in your mind. You know, this is. Whew, this is what climbing is about. And then also, I think it's worth thinking about how uh, different body parts are represented in our brain. I think that's a big part of it. We're just much more aware of our hands than we are of our hips. It's not super important for our daily life to know where our hips are. 
You know, and I think these, uh, I, I hope this, this helps in a way or, or the other, you know, that you, uh, so, and, and so far, okay, let's, let's talk about how to make people aware. You could, again, balance something. You could amplify. You could have something around your, you can wear a harness mm -hmm. and have something hanging down this, this harness. So it would amplify the position of your hip uh, to make people aware. Does it make like, sense? Like so, a small weight, you're saying? Yeah, like like a little weight. Yeah, yeah. And so hmm. it basically, if you swing out, there would be also the weight. You know, it's like uh, that you, you the, to make your wrongdoings painfully obvious. No, <laughs> 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 uh, to to emphasize on the on the movement er error to make them stronger. Uh, this this could be something. You know, like uh, if you're asking what the um, I mean, this is very broad and. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, also in the individual, you know, uh, but uh, I, I'm sure, uh, Jeremy, like for yourself or so, I wouldn't, I, I'm sure uh, you will figure these things out uh, incredibly quickly, mm -hmm. you know, and, and uh, it's it's just applied physics. It's, really <laughs> it's just applied physics. That's no, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, compared to uh, uh, like, um, to many other activities, I think it it's easier to to learn about these things and to self educate uh, yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. It's hard. It's hard in a podcast format. <laughs> it's hard to talk about it when what you're talking about is ideally like manipulating constraints in real time. Right. You can't just use words that will magically make this work. But one thing I'm I'm definitely taking away is I already had kind of come to the realization, partially with some help from others, but that just because the hands are really obvious doesn't mean I should get caught up in in what they're feeling or doing. But I think my reaction to that was to think a lot more about the feet. And what you're saying is like your center of mass is somewhere around your hips. And what you do with your hips when you have any sort of foothold is going to determine how close you can get to your next target. Is that fair? It is. It is. I have uh, done, watched a lot of videos, analyzed a lot of videos. The failed attempt is, like I would say, almost or always uh, characterized uh, by the center of uh, gravity being further away from the target hold. Mm. So Interesting. It's a good idea to throw your hips towards your, your target and let good things happen. You know, if you can, uh, if you can build up the confidence to do this, you uh, <laughs> things will get a lot easier. <laughs> and that would be true at any speed, right? Like there will be some moves that you have to do really slow, or at least it looks like you have to do them. Maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like there are moves you have to do really slowly. But still, it, your task is to slowly get your center of mass closer to where you're going. No, absolutely. That is true for, for static moves too. You know, mm -hmm. you don't, when I say throw, I uh, wanted to make sound a little bit more dramatic and maybe <laughs> some, some uh, encouragement, I should say. Now, because right. most likely will happen, you, you film yourself and you think I really committed with my hips. And then you look at this semi intimidated uh, <laughs> version of yourself that, that you're maybe not so, uh, no, you, yeah. I, I, 
all the time. And like, uh, and like my sensation, if you ask me from the sensation I got from doing the move is incredible. I was moving incredibly fast you now and, and, uh, smooth. And then I look this awkward, uh, yeah. I, I watch this awkward bear, uh, like clumsy. <laughs> You know, so, but, but again, like you will, you will see if you, if you can commit with your hips, uh, you're halfway there, you know, mm -hmm. uh, more than, than halfway. And, uh, yeah. And, but, but again, this is overpowered by, or that can be overpowered by maybe you're just really strong and you want to pull on things. Right. You know? And this is actually like for, for the listener who wants, if they're curious, there has been also just recently, like since uh, 2016, there's a, a Japanese climber, Tomoa Narasaki, and uh, he basically reinvented, like after, uh, after 2060 is very clear, proximal to distal movement. You know, whereas climbing traditionally is like you have something in your hand and you pull on it, distal to uh, to proximal. But this is like in mo all the modern climbing is not uh, uh, possible anymore. No, and of course there are situations where you pull on things, but uh, your the first impulse should come from the hips. That's so interesting. So it really it's helping me at least as like a more gym background person. I'm now picturing it as like if I were sitting in a squat and there were a pull-up bar in front of me, it would be a lot easier to stand up than it would be to do a pull-up keeping my yes. legs the way they were, right? Like if I want to move my hips, the easiest way to do that is with my legs. Yeah, yeah. Or I mean, you can take like basically any kipping movements. They're, they're <laughs> basically the same thing, but but it's easier for people to, to yeah accept this because there's no other way. Right. I, I think, and this is again something that goes all the way to world-class uh, uh, climbers you know that uh, there still might be an option of if you're stronger you can pull harder so you might get away with it uh, uh, nowhere as if you uh, i don't know how the floor kip is called you know there's yeah. nothing else you can look for you have to get your center of mass going or it's not happening well, and, and again, this is what, what also like many of the, the exercises and things you see on my social media is exactly that, you know, to encourage people, basically, again, taking other options away from, from my climbers and, and uh, tell me, okay, <laughs> now you move. Right, right. Oh, that sounds super fun. And I feel like if people, if anyone listening hasn't already gotten into climbing, it's like either you find that spark, like for me, it was, oh my God, there's so much problem solving involved. This is so fun. Or the type of stuff that you're doing with your athletes off the wall seems like at least as good a way to find the same thing. Like, okay, we're, we'll, we'll get the problem solving and the fun first, even if it's not on a climbing wall, and then see yeah. if we can kind of see that on the wall. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, there, there is, uh, for example, Marcello Palazzo, you, uh, you probably yeah. know. Yeah. That's uh, like really like this, this uh, already with parkour was really inspiring mm -hmm. for, for climbing. And like, and what, what the, the guy I just mentioned, Tomoa Narazaki, there's a lot of it is parkour insp inspired because they have uh, more or the way the parkour athlete, they, they train, they repeat more, more situations than has been traditionally done in climbing. So in climbing, you climb something and you're proud of yourself, but you're never really, it's a skill 
development, if you want to call it like this, hasn't happened really, or it's still not really for for many athletes, not really happening. You know, so it's more, more like I okay, this I conquered this climb, and then I try to move on to something harder, and so and there hasn't been this de development. It's, and and so far, we're really thankful to Parkour that okay, you have to land this precision jump uh, again, uh, basically to the point where I can wake you up at three o'clock. <laughs> Only then you can truly, uh, you are truly master of this uh, movement. And uh, what, what for me, like I'm, I'm just mentioning because he, right now he posts a, a lot and he has like, there's this pole, you know, there's basically on every, in every parking uh, place. Yeah. And he basically, he climbs up this pole, like maybe even from a sit down start, he sits in the front, he laybacks what we call, what's called laybacking in, in, in climbing terms. And then he mantles up and he stands on this thing. So he has basically with zero, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's nothing like a climbing wall or anything, but he has, a, he creates very challenging uh, situations for himself. Right. Yeah. It becomes kind of a, a mindset or just an approach to like, accomplishing tasks and relating to your environment and it doesn't need to be in a climbing gym oh no and even like the way like when uh, I, I don't know if you're still on this but when you uh, had your ambitions with a basketball yep. you know and huge crossover you know like because in basketball you're also reaching uh, for something you have to be really extended you know if your butt sticks out that won't be a very successful, there won't be a dunking and with the, that has you, you uh, know, like... <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> the center of mass is going to have to move <laughs> if you're going to get higher Absolutely. in the air. Absolutely. And you like, I even have really nice, it's, it's also some, some insta, you put the hoop. I mean, this might be something if your gym allows you to, that would, I think you would love this. You put the hoop on the wall and you run up uh, big holes with a basketball in your hand. Yes. <laughs> this, for example, is something I uh, did a couple of times uh, if the gyms allowed me to. Uh, you get yourself just the, the hoop thing without the, the uh -huh. board. And this is uh, good, good fun and uh, really challenging because now you have the band, uh, the uh, ball in your hand. Uh, no, so you cannot really, you somehow have to memorize where the footholds were. And uh, oh man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the quickest person to ever get kicked out of a climbing gym. <laughs> he's been climbing for two months and he's gone. <laughs> they should love it. They should love it. I like hope so. Uh, the gyms we have here in, in, in Germany, uh, many of them love uh, love this stuff. You know? uh, That's amazing. Uh, um, okay, wait. I have I have a couple more questions, not really on this line. One is kind of the opposite of what we've been talking about, but I'm curious how you think about it. And so, climbing isn't about pulling. It's not about hand strength. All these all these things we've been saying. But at some level, right? Like I've seen some of the best climbers in the world, like Yanya, who you've named, and Adam Andre, and all these people holding on to things that look honestly like I almost laugh when I see what they're able to put their fingers around and hold on to. So when you think about like um, the things that do require a lot of strength, in addition to obviously having your body in the right position, because otherwise you're not going to make up for it with just a fingertip. But when there is a lot of strength required, do you think of that as something that gets developed by climbing and by working on those problems or by training outside of the actual climbs? 
Yeah, I, 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 again, like individual uh, demands are uh, different, but uh, there are many examples of people uh, getting really strong. It all, also, from my experience, it depends a lot on when you started climbing. Hmm. Because now there are many kids that maybe joined a, a birthday of, of their friend with four years old. And from then on, they have been climbing or bouldering uh, regularly. And they... Uh, they they might have some things to to improve if they want to compare but i'm really talking about world cups you know like there might be a gap still or they could that could see some improvement but uh, uh like you you get a lot if you climb uh, like two three times a week you should get uh, strong enough mm -hmm. it, provided that you do this variety thing uh, that we uh, like that you uh, do many different things right you know? Climbing makes you really, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a good physical education. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen the term physical literacy come up in, yeah. in some of your work, which I love it. Yeah. There's no, there's no way around it. If you take on a variety of bouldering problems, you will, you will confront and find a lot of literacy. Yeah. 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 Um, I have another question that is purely selfish. You're, I'm, now just getting climbing coaching. <laughs> um, but that is about outdoor climbing. So yeah. I've been climbing for a little over a month in a gym with plastic and mats everywhere. And I would love to be able to boulder outside at some point. So do you recommend getting outside early as a beginner and doing really easy things on real boulders? Or do you think there's some sort of proficiency, comfort or strength um, that I should develop before trying outside. Uh, I think like it depends obviously on how the bouldering is where you live. You know, mm -hmm. if you live in Paris and you can go to Fontainebleau, there's almost no need to go to the gym uh, now, like because it's such a fantastic place. But uh, not every place is is like this. You know, and if you travel very far, and of course there's also the safety uh, concerns. Right. Like you nowadays you would have your crash pads, but still, if you put them together, there's still a chance that you fall between them and twist your ankle. That could easily happen. Or you roll back as you do so nicely in the gym, but unfortunately there's a rock and you mm -hmm. hit, hit the rock with your uh, with the back of your head or, or something like this. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So kind of assessing the the environment and how how risky it actually is. But mm -hmm. if I feel like I can do it safely you'd encourage go for outdoors oh, of course or what we did actually in the, in the early 80s because in, in around Bund, there's nothing really that uh, is fantastic for, for bordering especially not at this time so we did a lot of bouldering. so if you would have a, like a bridge that you could climb mm -hmm. on uh, 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 for example that's also good fun and then then uh, what is really interesting because now you're dealing um surfaces that were not intended for you to hold on and they might be dusty they might be uh, wet they might be painful most likely they're painful at least compared to the modern climbing hold and this alone is a really valuable experience because then if you think about it then again you know if, if a hold is painful you need to you cannot you don't want to load it uh, uh, really you need to find other means to to you know it might be still painful but now i'm uh, putting more weight on my my feet. You know? right, I don't right. know what the 
situation is for you, but I other other of the safety risk also, I would really uh, try to um, ex experience climbing in, in another uh, environment. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's variety. It's the very first thing you said about being a beginner. You can only get so much variety in a gym, I guess. So I'll need to yeah, explore also, outside. You might, otherwise, you might even like condition yourself to uh, uh, it needs to be the same color, you know. And then you get uh, like really rigid and uh, like uh, and I can I cannot climb if I don't know what uh, where the next hold is. Yeah, uh, do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can I can see myself doing that. Yeah, uh, but, but again, I, like apart from the safety concerns, I would encourage everybody, or even doing what 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 I just described, you know, to find other climbing like obstacles. Uh, that like even if you have a nice handrail, what, what what's called a catwalk, you know, when you go on all fours mm -hmm. on the on the rail, and then if you if you find maybe in, in some spot where you get away with it you you lay back you know you can do this if the stairs are a little bit steep you lay back uh, up on these uh, railings uh, like this this is uh, that feels a little bit like climbing and offers some interesting experiences will be very balancing uh, you know like or even balancing on things you know like uh, will certainly improve your your climbing your slab climbing yeah that's interesting. It, it points again to this like bias or misunderstanding of climbing where I used to put it in the bucket of just like hanging and pulling. So if I think about how can I apply that outdoors, I, I look for things that I can hang from. I look for affordances with my hands. But now that I'm starting to do it more and now that I'm, I'm talking with you about it, there's no reason that any body part couldn't be doing climbing like things on any sort of surface outside. No, no. And even if you think like, like for, even for yourself, you were working on dunking, right? And how about like jumping onto like, depending on, on how the whole thing is, you could do like one touch on the thing and then grab the hoop. Mm. Uh, what I mean, and then basically you would have a very modern uh, bouldering uh, comp style coordination move, right. you know? And 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 also, I mean, I, what, what what this would do for you? It would feel really insecure and maybe intimidating, uh, but it gets you used to this. You know that you don't know really how how is it when I arrive at the hoop with one hand. I mean, right. you probably have done it, but but like for for so even or, or you see a tree with a, a horizontal branch that's maybe a little bit higher than what you can reach with your heels on the ground. Mm -hmm. also, so you could do one step on the on the tree itself and then jump for the br branch and then you got your get yourself a modern uh, uh, climbing move awesome uh, and and from there on uh, how about doing this with uh, closed eyes or uh, can you do it with both legs and uh, can you catch it with uh, if you did it if you caught it with both hands at the same time can you catch uh, catch the same branch with one hand only you know and 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 then probably by by then the day will be over you know and you will be all excited uh, about your little chat <laughs> this already it was already the case that i was going to go back and listen to our whole conversation and learn more the second time but now i'm going to go back and listen like a third time and just have so many ideas to go out and explore um sure. so thank you thank you for that yeah. i have one last 
a substantive question that I can't believe I haven't mentioned yet. And then I promise, even though I could talk about this stuff for, for days, I'll, I'll let you go. And that is about uh, social experiences of climbing, social pressures, social constraints. I find when I am in front of different people at the gym, I feel totally different and I climb very differently. Like if I'm alone in the middle of the day and it's quiet, it's so different from when it's crowded after work or if I'm there with friends. Do you have anything to say about um, like obstacles people face socially or maybe uh, recommendations? Absolutely. Like, and it goes all the way. It's not only you, you know, like, and many people don't want to be aware of this. But I give you just an, uh, an example from really from a high performance group. I, um, I was asked to uh, um, coach this group in modern dynamic movements. Mm -hmm. I was really happy with my session. So I, I filmed a bit and I put it on the hard disk later. And I was still happy with it. I skimmed through the videos. And suddenly I realized the girls are not participating. They are, uh, they, they look really good, but they do what uh, girls sometimes do in this situation. They pull a little bit back and admire the boys, you know, and basically the boys got all the practice. Hmm. So I called the coach and I said, look, I can have it standing like this. And I, the next session I only dealt with the, with the girls. No, so it's you see this. I very often I film my my coachings from behind the group, and you can really tell. Like if your friend, you know, you really you have been doing all these activities, and it's it's not really like strictly competitive, but it gets noticed who does something better. So the, your friend is really having a blast, you know, and everything seems to come easy. Whereas you are really intimidated, you uh, you will pull back. And you you will make things worse by not uh, getting enough practice. Yeah. Uh, uh, so this is really this is a, a huge factor, you know, like for, for for coaching groups, but even for individuals, as you say, you know, you're in the gym, and there seem to be all these uh, experts, and there might be come across a little bit uh, that everybody knows themselves, and they make all these inside jokes uh, that you don't. <laughs> talk about uh, climbs uh, you don't know of, and uh, so and uh, I mean you would have to be a machine to to ignore all of this and really do your next attempt uh, confidently and we see this even youth competitions like the kids fall off and they look at their parents and uh, the coaches for approval uh, first you know so th th there's definitely a, a factor and for i mean uh, for the individual of course it might be hard to overcome this and, and deal with this but at least for climbing coaches they really have to consider this and even even the climbing coaches him or herself yeah like you said you you're getting climbing coaching you know like it's really really interesting how the uh, how the coaching goes you know it's top down uh, uh, or uh, how this goes because you will be you're dealing with uh, a know-it-all <laughs> no, like, yeah, and and like even when when I imagine taking uh, juggling lessons for you, for, uh, from you, yeah. Now there would be there would be still this element of uh, okay, now that oh, uh, now uh, uh, I'm not do, doing so well. Why why does it seem to come so effortlessly to this uh, person? You no, know? and I wonder if I could really perform my or learn even my best. Will I be able to really, uh, you know, like, uh, and, and it's, it's 
like even with the best intentions is the the lots of of traps there that uh, to fall into so yeah. basically but one one rule by thumb that works in many life situation make a fool out of yourself as quickly as possible like uh, uh now like be known as this uh guy who puts a hoop on the wall and then that's <laughs> crazy and, and so so you have nothing to lose you know i think that's that's good to uh, uh, for for many situations i love it uh oh, i love it um yeah i think just just naming how common it is and kind of hearing you say it out loud is already helpful i like i can relax a little bit um just knowing that it's inevitable you know it's not like i'm doing something wrong if i feel pressure it's just part of being around people um yeah, yeah. And, and again, because there's so many things like, we, we, for example, two years ago, we were uh, climbing with this dancer and like certain things are so easy. And so many of my climb of friends were so frustrated because uh, like she has a, a, a skill, uh, skills that basically no, uh, nobody that isn't a professional dancer would, would have. And so, and since climbing relies on so many different skills, if you can manipulate your, your center of mass, really, if this comes easy to you, if you have these super powerful dancers feet, you know, like, and, and, uh, body control, if she was hanging on her hands, that was not so, that was difficult for her, but it was enough to really frost, uh, frustrate a lot of long time climbers and now she was basically instantly on a level that she could frustrate almost everybody <laughs> so wow. if, you're, if you're really proud about how far you came as a climber then you come across such a person <laughs> or, or the other way around uh, that uh, that's uh now, but it's just that our society puts so much emphasis on on these uh these uh yeah the singular skills almost you know like yeah. uh, a certain grade and she can climb this grade and I can't this is all yeah well fortunately I feel like you've given so many other things to think about like it's it's easy for anyone to fall into just like obsessing over a certain grade it really in any discipline but obviously in climbing where it's like explicitly numbered um but just have I think it's hard to expect us to not have that happen to be like no don't care about the grade but you've given other ways to think about it. So it's easier to like actively pursue some other type of interest. Like, hey, could I do this on a rail outside or on a tree? Um, and that just might act as like a, a distraction or a, another value in addition to the grids. Yeah, 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 yeah. I really like uh, going back. I don't know if you're considering this and how many V0s or whatever you're interested in. Like the climbs you, you posted seem mm -hmm. to be harder than the zero to my Definitely. eye. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what they, what these were rated, but really, like, uh, can you do them? I mean, if you think about it, like as a as a life skill, you want, for example, you want to be able to carry something uh, uh, up this. Uh, this could be very valuable to you, you know. Like, uh, if you could, you climb the green one with uh, like a, a ball, a juggling ball. You you're free to throw it, and mm. then like from hand to hand you know like and then you would uh, develop uh, something that might be you know if there is a flood and you need to escape uh that might be really uh valuable to you yeah yeah, yeah i mean I, I don't plan on competing in climbing so uh to make it actually practical it wouldn't just be how high a grade can you climb it would be what are you actually doing with it <laughs> 
Yeah, no, but what I just mentioned is something I would totally recommend, even if you would be competing, you know, this is, mm-hmm. uh, because again, I would think, uh, like even eye hand coordination and, uh, and, right. uh, and your, your timing, you know, like, and I could easily imagine that you, I, I'm sure if you try out something like, like this, as you do with your juggling uh, classes, you know, like basically while you're doing this, you think, whoa, this is really awkward and then, but, but then you compare, how you moved before these movements, you know, or what right. I said, clapping in your hands, you see, oh, this was really a much more rigid version of myself, you know. Now I'm, uh, now that I discovered playfulness, uh, the genius out of the bottle, and uh, like from there on, I, I'm, I have a different way of of dealing with climbing. Yes, I will definitely be thinking about uh, actively bringing playfulness to the wall because. I do feel that like, as soon as I approach something difficult, I like walk closer to the wall and my whole attitude, my, the tension in my body, everything changes. And I yeah. think playfulness is probably one of the first things to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, really, I would be really curious. I'm waiting for your videos. You do the green one and you have to do a switcheroo, like with every move. You throw the juggling ball up and then you change, you catch it in the other hand and you dynamically change the hand on the hold. It's all right you know what i mean like so it's on the recording every anyone listening i i have to bring juggling balls to the climbing gym we'll we'll see how this goes yeah yeah no no you totally and then because again you need to gain weightlessness for you need to uh, throw your hip toss the ball to this no right there's no other way you will love yourself uh uh, you will be a fantastic climber and in, in no time. <laughs> Thank you. I, I will certainly try. Um, Udo, I could ask you, I have like maybe eight more questions in my notes that I would be love to ask, but um, we'll have to save them for uh, another conversation once I've already... Once you once you uh, uh, tried some of this stuff out, I would be happy to, to talk again. Awesome. That would be, that would be wonderful. Yeah. Is there anywhere um, you particularly would want to point people to to either learn from you or ask you a follow-up question? Uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe I mean, since we talked so much about Insta- Instagram, you know, like if you could uh, underscore Udini, U-D-I-N-I, underscore. That's my, uh, and I post a lot of, of fun things. Yeah. Uh, and I have a YouTube channel, like my, my nickname is Udini. Uh, and actually, my name is Udo, but uh, it's uh, ba- uh, it's based on Harry Houdini, the escape artist. Mm, nice. And that itself is a lot of the motivation. Or I just mentioned, like if you if a flood is coming, or if you have to escape in prison, that's actually uh, from prison. It's actually a big motivation for for my, especially at the beginning, the, uh, you know, to, <laughs> to escape from things uh, that. Uh, yeah, I feel like I feel like there are some stories we'll have to explore on our next episode there. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I will link to all of that in the description. Again, thanks so much for your time. I am supposed to have a rest day today, but I might have to go climb now because I'm super psyched. You might have to, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, and I'll talk to you soon.